Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the world's worst. Yeah, uh, I am Turnpike. You're a disappointment. Thank you. You couldn't even say podcast. We're just the worst. Oh yeah. wait, hold on. no, I'm the worst. Yes, you're thank just you. green. Yeah, thank you. Well, after but, last week, I I still am. I was about a to grudge. say we need to have you a nickname, but then again, you are the boomer. So I I, I don't understand. It's green. Well, it happens. <laughs> it's green, like the money and the trees. So no, uh, there's an e at the end of mine. Shh. It's still the same word. No. It is the same word. <laughs> it has a different meaning when it's it an e. It sounds the same. It, it's the same word, just but spelled that, differently. That, but that spelling it differently e. changes the entire context of what it is, though. It does. You either have money or you have me. <laughs> you don't have no both. Mo- yeah. <laughs> Take it or leave it. <laughs> oh, Everyone has taken the money instead. Okay, so rare a thing here. I was actually able to watch basically all the race this week. That's incredible. I know. For a racing podcast, we watch... Uh, well, I watch yeah. as much as I can, but it's not always a lot. I we, enjoyed we this race. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot. It's kind of what I'm looking for in a road course race. Uh-huh. It's, it's kind of old school. Yeah, it's just go. I mean, yeah. taking out stages was so good. Such a good idea. Do it they need every- to do that everywhere. They should, hey, I wonder who's told them they should do that before. Hmm. I wonder who's been championing getting rid of stages. I mean, here here's the thing. I don't know how they've went 75 years of doing stages. Have they ever thought about just not doing stage? Oh, wait a minute. Huh. Oh, they did for like 70 of those 75? Now that you mention it. Yeah. <laughs> no, they need to... I'm okay with the points. Get rid of the yellows. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. What do you I think, think of the stage points? I think we've also said that I like... I feel like I've, I've said this several times that... I like stage points because it awards consistency throughout the race. Yeah. So that's that's my deal with it, is I'm fine with stage points. It's still going to make drivers want to give their all the entire race, yeah. but it's not going to be shaping strategy around it because I'm also yellows, I'm also you know? kind of the thing of like, hey, if people still aren't taking stage points very seriously, maybe bump them up a little bit. Not a lot, just a little bit. Yeah. Just get to that sweet spot where it's like, okay, this is worth my effort to go up and lead right now yeah you know make the make the race kind of urgent throughout because there's a thing especially with a lot of super speedway races where you see a lot of dnfs and things there's a lack of urgency throughout most of the race because people are just turning laps trying not to get wrecked to make it to the end yeah adding a little bit more incentive adds a little bit more urgency of hey i need to make up spots like now yeah so i've always been in favor of that i don't know if anyone's ever thought the contrary but i know that you were also more or less in favor of what I said. So yeah, no, I'm I'm totally on board with that. Um, Michael McDowell, he got it done. I guess. What do you mean you guess? I just don't really care when Michael. <laughs> I just don't really care. Oh, I love it, dude. <laughs> like, he's he's won twice. He's been in NASCAR for um I'm gonna say almost 20 years, like maybe 15, 20 yeah, years. Yeah, I think in a strange ser- way that is why I don't care. Yeah. he's only won twice. It's like when Chris Busher wins. Well, it's, it's like okay. I mean, Chris Busher's getting getting to a like point. it doesn't. I don't it doesn't, see what you mean by that. It doesn't. I'm trying to think of a good way to say this because there's definitely a correct way to say it that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I just don't know if I can articulate it. It's better when winners win. It's kind of is. Oh, the way so you no, know, I feel the exact. Opposite. No, I, I kind of feel wins are more 
popular and more kind of historic when it's someone that's popular that's won. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Someone popular. Yes. yes. So I thought you were gonna say someone who's been winning. I was like, dude, have you ever watched well, anything? <laughs> well, I I kind of agree with that too. Everybody hated Jimmy on, Johnson when he was roll, winning. Yeah. yeah. But now we look at it as that was one of the greatest stretches of dominance. Ever. Nobody would ever say a bad word about Jimmy Johnson now. No, it's kind of sucks <laughs> when you're living through it. Yeah. But because nobody wants to see the same thing happen week after week after yeah. week after week, you know but then I you remember, look back on it. I remember certain things like we're talking when talking about dominance. Like it's crazy how sometimes fast it sneaks up on you. So I remember when Max Verstappen tied my favorite. I don't know if I would say favorite driver of all time, like motorsports figure of all time, but definitely probably my favorite open wheel driver of all time, which is Jim Clark. When he tied Jim Clark's win record, Jim Clark, of course, has 45. I mean, 25. Sorry, he's got 25. And Max Verstappen tied that, and that was a big deal. And now he has 45. <laughs> he ha- yes, he has 45. So, Max Verstappen, can you, can you do you remember when Max Verstappen started rattling off wins? You remember that? I mean, kind it's of, been about kind of... two years straight now, right? Okay. So, you remember when he first started winning? think so. Okay. Um... I was asking you a lot more about F1 then. Yeah. How, where where do you think Max Verstappen sits on the all-time win charts? So you've got somebody like Lewis Hamilton that's got like a ton. You've got people that deserve to win more than they did, like Jensen Button. Jensen Button is a incredible talent, world champion. He has 15 wins. I'm going to say Max is like fourth, fifth. Max Verstappen is fifth all-time. He is very young, and he is already top five of all time. Because of Red Bull. Well, you can say that about every team. Well, it's that's it, what to happens, me, that's just F1. Well, I think it's The it's driver also doesn't true, matter as much as the car. It's also true. I think it's in varying levels of importance in almost every motorsport. You know why Petty was so good? One, he was a great driver. Two, he had a great car. You put yeah. those together, you're going to win. Lewis Hamilton, great driver. The Mercedes, especially that W14 stuff, Carried was an insane car. He was a great driver that could get the most out of a car that had a lot to give. Therefore, he's going to win all the time. Until he gets behind cars, then it's a problem. Yeah, he can't pass you. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless he has enough straight line speed to just straight line drive yeah. by you. So that happens all the time. Like with Michael Schumacher, Sebastian Vettel, and Alan Prost are the four ahead of him. All of those are cases of generational drivers with generational cars. Max Verstappen has was a ridiculous driver for a long time, but it was Hambot Ver. That was the joke. He would get third because the car wasn't enough. Now he has the car. Now he's winning every week. So I think it's one of those things that people are really mad about right now. It's like, dude, he's won almost every race. And it's like, we're going to step back and me and you are going to be like 30 years from now, you know, but we're going to be dying or something. And... We're going to be like, dude, you remember when Max Verstappen and Kyle Larson almost won every race every week? Yeah. Like, that was insane. That was crazy dominance. And I think we'll look back at that. But anyway, what I was talking about is wins carry more weight to me when they're won by popular drivers. A Chase Elliott win will probably be more memorable in the history of the sport then Michael McDowell's second win. Michael McDowell's first win, the Daytona 500, is the perfect storm of 
first win underdog story, crazy wreck, first time win, you know, like that's Daytona go- 500. That's going to be a story that's told for a long time. Yeah. This one probably won't be because he's not popular. Yeah. And that's kind of that kind of sucks that it's that way, but you look through history and and things and you look through like celebrated heads of state, great communicators, whatever is they didn't have the the brains or the knowledge to do stuff. They were just popular. I want to see. I'm curious. There's a real chance in five years, Front Row Motorsports is actually a team we talk about on a weekly basis. Maybe. Because if you look at the past six years, five years, yeah, it's just slowly. Well, the the thing of the next gen car better. was to help, was to help teams like a Front Row. Where it's like, hey, well, we've got we've got great talent here. It we've would help got, better if they took out the underbody, and that's we've got thirty thousand dollars drivers. We've got, you know, great thirty thousand dollars for a daggum rear diffuser. Shut up. We've got great That'll people help working small here. Teams. We've got great people working here, but you know, we can't spend the money that a Hendrick can. Ta da! You get the return of Roush. You get up and comers like like Trackhouse coming in and winning some. You get 2311 coming in and winning some. Now, those teams are still having growing pains. Yeah. Of course. Uh, I mean, it's 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 crazy. People are like, well, Trackhouse and 2311 need to be winning more than they do. No, they don't. They've already won more in the last 10 years than several teams. Yeah. Are you going to tell me that you would rather have Chip Ganassi back over Trackhouse? Ain't a chance anyone's saying that. <laughs> yeah. Because Chip Ganassi was old and in the way. And that's how I feel about it. Wow. And I don't care. Which you don't like him regarding this contract situation still going on either, do you? Oh, I could care less. I think that's funny. Uh, it's Pillow, right? Yeah. Alex yeah, that's Pillow. what I thought. I think I've got a signed Pillow. Did you see that he. So Chip Ganassi released a statement last week, and it was like, anyone who knows me knows that I respect McLaren's history in the sport. That respect is not shared for the current management group who's trying to. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. He's still just, under contract. I'm just, uh, I guess it's just the, the the new fan in me. Also, if we get done with this tonight, I might be a guest on another podcast. Oh. We'll see how that goes. But uh, I guess it's the new fan in me. Feel free to bully me for it. Where I want recognizable brands, big things. I don't, I don't want to root for first name, last name racing. First name, last name motorsport. Go Fast Racing, which a toddler named. Like, Trackhouse is, once again, being popular. People are popular because they're cool. You know what the most popular team in NASCAR is? What? Hendrick. Hendrick. And, of course, they've, they've, they're generational but to be, to in the be fact fair, that they've transcended that. That name has become a it's brand. It's become a brand. Yeah. Yes. Ganassi... I don't think ever did. Did they win? Ah, hold on. Now, did hold they on. win? Yes. In but NASCAR, they, no. But were they? It's like I don't. I don't think it's transcended. Now, Joe. So in Joe NASCAR, Gibbs, no. In motorsports, yes. Gibbs, I would say yes. Penske? I would say yes. Penske, yes, because that's a that exists all across the United States. Penske truck rentals, Penske all See, I would say Hendrick and Penske are the only two that have earned this is a brand. Yes. Joe Gibbs well, is kind of on the frit. Joe Gibbs Fringe. is, it, it's kind of a brand, but it's like, well, this is what we do. It's NASCAR, but it's not a, you know, Hendrick is everywhere. Penske is everywhere. It's not 
that's the brand is oh, Joe well, Gibbs I'm Racing. I'm not talking about that anyways. Well, I'm just saying Joe Gibbs Racing is the brand, and that's a very good brand. But like Rick Ware Racing, shout out homeboy Cody Ware. Um, he's go he's uh, appearing for court uh, next week. Okay, well, <laughs> RSO watch along. <laughs> live Wait a minute. Reaction. Hey. That could be something here, fellas. They do live stream a lot of courts. I don't they know do. if they do this one. They do. Um, let me think of something else. Oh, <laughs> another great, ep- another great uh, thing. Of it's on Tuesday. Just people, so you know. <laughs> people that have transcended first name, last name racing into a brand would be like an Andretti. Yeah. Of course, I think their logo stinks, but <laughs> that's that's not here or there. But Andretti's kind of more of that thing I'm talking about. But you know, Trackhouse is cool. Twenty three eleven is cool. There's other teams coming up that are kind of in that um another team that i think kind of is bigger than first name last name racing is kyle bush kbm is like you know it's just it's just the thing okay see uh i've fallen like, off chip your ganassi, argument nah chip ganassi is much more important to the motorsports world than kyle bush well is. it's uh it was less i mean being newer to me it holds nothing <laughs> yeah what do i know him as Good in IndyCar. Well, I I just don't. You're picking and choosing who you want to have named. Well, no, their I, that, name yeah, on it, but and, that, because that's how it works. Is it's it's like a personal opinion of. Well, do you've got to build the brand? name. You've got to build the name. Yeah, well, like Penske Hendrick. Yeah, I would agree. And then if like Joe Gibbs KBM, I think like dominance can kind of kind of help put you in that. They're not transcendent, but I think so. If we have Tyler Reddick Racing. <laughs> start next year. I don't if they win a lot, I guess maybe. I don't know. You've got to build it. I don't know. So yeah, are you against agree. someone naming it after themselves before they have legacy? Cuz then are you going to name it Trackhouse and then in 10 years take it back to Justin Marks Motor? No, that would Sports? be stupid. I would personally like like it's it's well, first off, it's your brand. Name it whatever you want. I just am going to choose whether or not I like it. And I just think it's weird that you're going to be like, I don't like your name for 20 years, and then be like, okay, cool, you deserve it now. Yeah, well, I think it's just, <laughs> I think it's just about the weight it carries. Yeah, like a cool brand name will carry weight right off the bat, like Trackhouse. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Like somebody like a Richard, uh, like a Richard Childress or somebody. When he's like, when you start that name, doesn't mean a lot, but your pedigree, your your accomplishments, all that stuff can kind of go up. But also, it's kind of how you're perceived. Richard Childress Racing. 2016 versus Richard Childress Racing 1996 are are viewed two different, completely different things. So that's how I think about it. But anyway, you got to be popular. Anyways, any road course, woo, buddy, great race. Anyways, yeah, old fashioned, one yellow flag, which yeah. is awesome. Shout out my boy Joey Logano one time <laughs> <laughs> driving <laughs> like, dude. Everyone was driving, like, nicer, and he didn't get the memo. Yeah. Everybody was like, okay, we look like idiots last year. Let's try to be respectful and try to race this. I said, go! And then Joey Logano's like, y'all are taking it slow. I'm hitting the gas. (laughs) He had a hit the brakes Buford moment, as we call it right here at Rad Sides Only. Buford, no! Buford, no. Anyway, so Joey Logano looked like a butt. Uh... I had a great race going with Kyle Busch until he decided that he was done. Do we just want to go into that? Yeah, let's just talk about Ooh, it. Ooh, RSO picks have been spicy the last few weeks. Um, and by spicy, I mean very much in my favor. Um, with, like, not like, oh, yeah, I picked the wrong guy. So we did, not, we did not do our due diligence 
and really go through the point situation after our huge hiatus little thing. Um, so just to go over the last few results. I'm going to go from uh, Richmond because I think that's where we kind of left off. Richmond, you picked Keselowski. I picked Almirola. You got sixth. I got eighth. You beat me by two points. Um, Michigan, we did not make picks. Indy Road Course, Kyle Busch was your pick. I picked Shane Van Gisbergen. That's 36th to my 10th. And that brings our points total to green 703. Are you ready for this turnpike? Yes. 564. It is a 139 point gap. Uh, still winnable. <laughs> you know what? Right now, I, I I wanted to go back and see how much I had a lead by going into the playoffs last year yeah. because the playoffs were um terrible for me, personally. I feel like how none of us is like, oh, this is a down-to-the-wire points battle. It's like hilarious, unfortunate events lead to one of us winning. I know. <laughs> so, um, we... Well, I think it's also interesting. I think a lot of like podcasts and places that do pick stuff, it's one point per win. For us, it genuinely matters how they do in the well, race. Also, a lot of other places I see picks, they don't do the you can only pick them once. You can pick whoever you want every week. We oh, do yeah. the you got to pick them once and they're see, gone. See, that's my favorite. I don't know, dude. It kind of sucks after you get into it for a little while. No, it's good. It's good. And I think I may have survived this somewhat unscathed just because Shane Van Gisbergen was in that race. Yeah, that's true. Because if we look at what we have left now, I'm looking, we've got like Walton's Glen, which I've already made my pick because you literally can't pick the person I'm, I want. Okay. But um, we'll get in that later. But I mean, I've got my road course picked. Now I just got to pick a super speedway. And I've got one, two. I've got two Daytona 500 winners. And I've got another Daytona winner. And one person that I feel like is going to be in the mix. You know? Mm -hmm. So I think I escaped this pretty good, which you did too. We've got a road course and a 500, and you still have Ross Chastain, Austin Sendrick, Chase Elliott you still have, Eric Almarola, which I don't know if you consider that good, Ryan Blaney. Cody Ware. So, we ended up okay. Maybe next year we don't reset at the playoffs. <laughs> no. That would be... <laughs> All right, championship race, BJ McLeod versus... I don't know who... Dude, that would be, be a different kind of <laughs> good. That would be terrible. I mean, it would be pretty funny just for the fact that um, we would still have to be picking people in the playoffs because of the rounds that we pick, the four people getting eliminated. Yeah. We would make our picks on those guys in that, and then we would have just these crap shows of drivers. <laughs> We're at Martinsville, one of the biggest weeks leading up to the championship. I pick um, Ty Dillon. Yeah. <laughs> Corey LaJoy versus Ty Dillon for the championship. Hey, Corey LaJoy would beat him by oh, a yeah. mile. Oh, that's very true. Corey LaJoy has improved. Harrison Burton. <laughs> yeah. Noah Graxon. Oh. Mm. Anyways, um that is RSO picks for right now. Um we will go into Walton's Glen 
before the end of the show. But I also want to mention it really sounds like NASCAR is not going back to the Indianapolis road course. Really sounds like we'll be going the right direction next year. It's time to go in circles. It's time to go in circles again. So, it has not been confirmed. <laughs> we heard y'all wanted to go in circles. So we brought you circles. You can <laughs> Actually, we brought you rectangles. We hope them are good enough for Holy you. Holy crap. But, um, it has not been confirmed, but they have released um, promos for the tickets next year that says, Come Back Around for the 30th anniversary of hashtag the Brickyard. The race right now is not called the Brickyard. Yeah. It's at at the Brickyard, but I don't think I think it's going to be it's and <laughs> and the image of the car is going the oval direction. Yeah. So I also think they've kind of purposefully it's one of those things where like they can kind of purposely make it vague because yeah. if something happens they're like yeah, they're running the road course next year it's Oh, well, this was just vague marketing. Like, it's, yeah, yeah come around means come back again. And the car's <laughs> going that way because it wants to. You know, like, <laughs> it's very vague marketing. That car is parked for the next two weeks yeah. <laughs> for going backwards that on the track. That car is driving backwards. Along. <laughs> uh, Tell him, Jimbo. That's uh, Robbie Gordon. He's doing Robbie Gordon things. Dear Lord. <laughs> but are we going to miss the road course? I, I mean, I get like there's other road courses I like better, and I feel like the vision of the road course has been tainted because people don't know how to drive it. Like we uh, finally we finally got people kind of driving in a remotely good, respectful way, and it's the last one. Do you <laughs> like, want to know? Do you want to know my answer? I mean, it's gonna be stupid. No, we are not gonna miss the Indianapolis road course. It should have never been on the schedule. We had an historic crown jewel race that we demolished by making them turn right. Okay. Move on. All right. That's fine. We're coming back, and it makes me so happy. Living in the past. Kissing the bricks bricks have meant nothing for the last three years. No, they still won at the track, and they still kiss the bricks. They so. did do it, but it was pointless. No, they won the race. That's what happens when you win the race. You kiss the bricks. Yeah, but it, it, neither one of them was ex- as excited. Okay, Michael McDowell might have been as excited because he's <laughs> only won twice. I mean, but, I, would, I would be okay. Yeah. but Also, I'm not uh, the guy to be no. like, talking to about it. I don't know if you saw my tweet. It was like, what? Like what uh, opinion has you like this? And it's like chain guy chained up, and I was like, dude, I'd rather win at Coda than Martinsville or Talladega. Mm. I mean, personally, it's why it's a hot. It's take. okay. You're allowed to be a disappointment. <laughs> it's why it's a hot take? Is All right, I agree with you. Anyway, start talking on disappointments, motorsports, games. <laughs> Did you like perennial, that segue? Perennial disappointment. <laughs> It sounds like it's not confirmed. I have to say that again. It's not confirmed. Allegedly. Allegedly, Motorsports Games' exclusive license agreement with NASCAR is dead. Dunzo. Hey. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, This is from uh, Insider Gaming reporter uh, Mike Straw. He was on a live stream, and he was talking about how... Um, the agreement's basically dead, and there are supposedly multiple um, game engines in talks, none of which would confirm, which obviously they're not going to confirm. You're not going to announce your game to some random reporter. You're going to have a whole press conference with NASCAR, you know? Yeah. 
But um, the fact that multiple developers are talking makes me hopeful. We could be getting rid of exclusive licensing. I mean, that's the goal, is to get rid of exclusive licensing. That's our goal. That's not NASCAR's goal. Well, their goal is to make a certain amount of money, and if they're going to make them a certain amount of money, then that's what it's going to be. Uh, yeah, it'll be very interesting. If they can shape the model where they make a butt-ton of money off of non-exclusive licensing, then I think we have it. But that's been the problem with exclusive licensing, is it's just... Well, that's the thing, is that Here's no a dump truck of pay, cash. I don't think any real company is going to pay a lot for the exclusive license. Because there's no fan base. Because, yeah, NASCAR games don't sell well. Yeah. The, you want to know why they haven't sold well? Because they're not good. They've been bad. Yeah. Like, we're talking about something with a Unity engine being the best game in 10 years. Hey. No, I, mean, like, I, I, yeah, just, I understand, just, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Uh, and maybe I'm stretching a little far. But the last game with decent acclaim I remember is either Inside Line or 14. I don't even know that. Yeah, I mean, and if you're going to go back even further, then you've got to go all the way back to like 06, 05. <laughs> you know? Because mm-hmm. EA Sports stopped caring about the time they stopped caring about NFL, too. <laughs> yeah. I remember when games used to be great, and now they're like, okay, this one's less of a disappointment than last year. Yeah. It's still a disappointment, but it's less than last year. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, that that should be a good sign. We've been wanting this for a long time, and it's just been drug on and drug on and drug on. It has been interesting to see how quiet Motorsports Games has been. They've done nothing. They have no tweets, no Instagram posts, no... They've been dead silent. I mean, what what do they do? Come out, hey guys, we're excited to be making games, and then they just get cooked by the comments. I mean, like that's all it's going to be. Oh, I know, but it's so interesting. It's kind of like... <laughs> in the business... You call this foreshadowing. Yes. Well, it's like one of those things, it's like, if every time you open your window, people threw tomatoes at you, you're not going to open your window anymore. I mean, it's just it's just the nature of it. Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, it's 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 rough. That's brutal. Good, it's good for us. Don't get me wrong, but it's rough. Um, just another weird little tidbit here. Um, NASCAR Arcade Rush is being released September fifteenth. Um, that's sorry, that's me snoring. It's called NASCAR. That's about as much yeah. NASCAR as there is in it. It's an now, arcade here's the thing. game. I like the idea because NASCAR Unleashed, did you ever play that? No. Oh, my gosh. It was fun. I loved it as a kid. And I think that's a great way to market our sport to the under-18 demographic. Yeah. That being said, get the drivers and stuff in there because the cool thing with these... NASCAR Unleashed, in my mind, was a little genius. I haven't heard someone mention this specifically, but the cars were big, which meant you under you recognized the sponsors and the car, which then reflected on when you saw them on TV on Sunday. Yep. And it was still a fun Mario Kart-esque demolition race, and it was awesome. 
but they made the cars big enough for you to recognize the cars from each other. Yeah. And associate them with the driver that you picked when you picked that car. So I think that would be a really genius thing to do is to get back into that sphere. That being said, I know maybe maybe this was just because maybe this is a long-lasting thing and they're going to work towards that. And this is just year one and the exclusive licensing is still in place, you know? But if they do another one of these, like next year or the year after, I hope it is fully NASCAR licensed. Yeah. I think this kind of goes back to what I've been kind of saying about NASCAR doesn't own anything. The cars are, are not NASCAR. They can't they can't just give away Camaros, you know? They can't give away that license. Yeah. So there's a whole lot that goes into Yeah, well it's these. like think about it. If I'm I mean, of course it's not it's not the same, but think about some other forms of racing. The let's just talk about the one that I know the most about, Formula One, duh, is when the the brand of the drivers is so based on the team, not sponsors, where it becomes iconic. You know, like Max Verstappen, Red Bull. That's what it is. Well, if you got Chase Elliott, you've got Napa Chase Elliott, you've got, you know, back when it was, you know, all these other things, A-Shock Chase Elliott, Lumar Windows Film Chase Elliott, like, that's not iconic. Like, of course, the Napa one is because that's kind of become his default brand. But you have to go to Napa to get their approval for it, technically. I mean, really, you have to go get the licensing for everything. So, Which, to be fair, hey, do you want some free advertising? Yes. And that's going to be the thing, but it's just you don't... You've got to reach out and make those connections and make those calls and get it cleared. Well, I'm just saying, yes, but that's, that's a problem with the model that works where everyone is their own thing. Yeah. Of course, they have a lot of autonomy in that. Remember NASCAR 09? Was it or 08 where they just didn't have manufacturers? Yeah, yeah. because yeah, that's kind of my point. Is the essence of NASCAR is nothing to do with NASCAR. It's the spirit of NASCAR is what connects it. But it's short for Ford, Chevy, Dodge at one time. You know all this stuff. Like the brand is those brands. NASCAR's brand is a million brands. Yeah, that's that's kind of it. You know, and it's not. I mean, their entire NASCAR. If you Cut it down to what brings in the money. NASCAR is a marketing agency. Yeah, it is. That's all they are. It's 200 mile an hour running billboards. Yep. That's all That's all it is. And you've got to get all those brands on board. Yep. And you want to have your billboard go the fastest <laughs> so more people see it. <laughs> yes. But uh, I'm, I'm optimistic because I want this to be a good thing. I want NASCAR Unleashed again because that was such a sick game. I never played it. Oh, my gosh. We need to get it. Because I'm sure there's, like, you have a PC here. There's PS3 emulators. Yeah. And get NASCAR Unleashed. Dude, it is, you will not regret it. It's awesome. Oh, okay. But. You say so. Maybe, and maybe this is 10-year-old me, and I'll do it now, and I'll be like, yeah, it's okay. But 10-year-old me thought it was awesome. So, it's got to be good. I guess you're right. But. Motorsports games had canceled their original, um, what's it called? Original what? The call. Oh, the investors call. Yeah, they they delete delayed the original investors call. 
And that's never a good sign, by the way. <laughs> if you're investing in a company, like, oh, we don't want to talk to you right now. <laughs> that's not good. Yeah. That's like about if, the time if, stock plummeted. <laughs> if, you're, if your wife calls you and she's like, what are you doing? And you're like, can't talk right now, bye. You're in for a world of pain when you get home. <laughs> yeah, it's no no bueno. But, um, yeah. It's not a good sign for them, anyways. For us, it's great. For us, it's hilarious. Yeah. But for them, it's There's great. a new call coming out. I cannot remember when it was. Do you remember? No. I've got to look and see again. I might buy some stocks just to listen <laughs> to the, the call. I've got it. I mean, like, I technically am a shareholder. I don't know if it will. Well, you don't own a share, though. Yeah. I Do you? I own less than a share. I own point one of a share. Oh, point one. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, it's like five bucks right now, right? One share is five bucks. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to buy a share. That's I'm going to get on that phone call, call, and then yeah. I'm going to sell it for $2. To be fair, their Q1 of fiscal year 23, their uh, earnings per share was higher than expected. So that's good. Because their expected was a loss. Well, no, they they actually their earnings. I mean, they're they're bad, but Q two <laughs> and Q three of fiscal year twenty twenty two were awful, and they've been on a little bit of a bounce up. Well, it could be a bit of a dead cap bounce for those that know what that is. But uh, yeah, I, what does that mean? A dead cap bounce. So what'll happen? is if a stock is rapidly tanking, there's going to be a lot of people that will see that as opportunity. So yeah. when it hits the bottom, people are going to buy it like crazy to get a ton of shares. And it's going to drive the price up. So they drive the price up till they make a profit, and then they sell again that comes crashing back down. So the graph will That's crash, brutal. crash, crash, <laughs> crash, crash, kind of lull, take a bounce, and go back up, and then crash right back down. That's brutal. It's called the dead cat bounce. Give all that company like, oh, guys, we're doing. No, good they know that. what's happening. <laughs> yeah, it happens all the time. That's so bad. So that's sad. Yeah. I mean, if depends on people that want to play the bear market. So, rar. Anyway, yes, one. Yeah, NASCAR own your stuff. Make better games. Get people to buy them. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. I mean, if F one keeps getting tanked by EA Sports, you might have people coming over. Because it's like you know what this great. This Formula One game that we bought, it's doing great numbers, but it could be doing better numbers. What if we added furniture to a for, to a racing game? Yeah, I hope I hope this doesn't mean an exclusive EA. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Which I and here I say that it would mean consistent, decent games coming out. Yeah, you yeah. know, and NASCAR has their simulator. You know, mm-hmm. iRacing's got the simulation stuff and. They don't have to really license too much. Yep, I think I think F one hit the perfect balance on the game with it's like a it's like a halfway it's called like a simcade, where it's arcadey because it's like you can, you don't have to drive it perfectly, but it's also vaguely realistic. It's it's the yeah. halfway between. That's kind of the magic spot. I would say that the heats and uh, even ignition have kind of all been kind of simcadey, where it's it's not fully realistic, but it's not completely unrealistic too. Yeah. It's like a fun middle ground where everyone can enjoy it. So I just wish they looked a little better. Yeah. What else do we have on the docket for this evening? This um, kind of a sh- we've kind of flown through everything we wanted to talk to. We have flown through a lot. Considering uh, our did last you, like, have three you, or four episodes have went way over. Have you considered 
logging on to NASCAR.com slash classics? I have not. I'm going to make this sound like an ad read because it's amazing. It is a place where NASCAR has cataloged, they have cataloged 75 races from NASCAR's past. And I was going to say the best 75 races because that's what they put. But I know a couple of these are just because we have recordings from then. Uh, yeah, like best races. One or but two is... from 1951. Yeah, that's funny. They say it's the best races, but do they have the 2020 Daytona Bush Clash? I don't think so. You're a disappointment. Is this the greatest race of all time? Um, you know what they don't have? What? 2001 Daytona 500. I wonder why. No, okay, so I think it's a crime not to have that race in there. Like, I get it, because someone dies. Yeah. But it's hard to tell the story of the sport without that race. But we're not telling the story of the sport. That's what the Hall of Fame is for. This is this is I know, just cataloging I know, races that people want to watch. See, I... People don't want to watch that race because Dale died. Are you kidding me? I'd sit down and watch that race. I wouldn't. Dale Why not? Michael Waltrip got his 500. It's just such a whole-encompassing... Yeah, it's very important in NASCAR. Yes. Yes. I don't think you should put the race where one of the biggest stars in all of America got killed. Agree to disagree. I just don't think... I don't even know if legally you can put that up. Sure you can. I mean, I guess you can because it doesn't show anything. Yeah, it doesn't. But very morbid. It would be very morbid watching that race. It wouldn't be morbid to watch that race. Yeah, yes, because in a matter of minutes someone's going to die. Like and you know that the whole time. You're not watching it because they died. Okay, well if you want to watch I'm sure there's somewhere else, but I just don't think NASCAR as the official body should put up the 2001 Daytona 500. Well, are you saying it doesn't like paint them in the best light? That someone died? <laughs> no. Yes, I know that was sarcastic. Like, you just can't, I just don't I just think it's the right call not to do that. Yeah. I don't I don't know, dude. I, I, do you really want them to put it up? I mean Like are you being like like are you being like I know sometimes we go into like the joke of like well they should, I I really want to know if you're being serious about it. I was a little bit. Oh, okay. Like I get I get <laughs> dude, it. You are messed up. No. That is that is that is That's... extraordinarily that is like one of the most important that races in NASCAR history. Disrespectful. I see that as very disrespectful. Okay. Well, I'm I'm sorry if someone is offended by that decision. You know what you should do is you should go on the Dale Jr. download, look Dale Jr. straight in the eye and say, hey, I'm very sad that they don't have the race where your dad died. <laughs> okay, that's a little extreme. I'm yeah, not because saying... that's what you're doing. I mean, like, hypothetically, you're not saying it to his face, but that's what you're saying. But I think he would agree that it is one of the most important races in NASCAR history. Yeah, it's a, it's one of it, it might and be to me the that most does, important. And that's why it deserves it doesn't deserve to be there cuz I want to watch it race. I it deserves to be there because that is a major storyline that shaped not only like the sport as a whole but also shaped one of the biggest teams in the sport at the time DEI. And it led to a whole lot of storylines that led yeah, throughout the two thousands. It was very important, but on the flip side, he died. So you don't don't put it up there. And I understand that thought process. It's just I think that's there's one of that's one of those things where it's like that's I guess the safe answer. Yeah. Well, it's better to not put it up there than people be like, "Hey, we wanted it," than put it up there and then people being like, "Dude, what the heck?" Yeah, I I understand that. That's a good point. So. Yeah, I, I just I'm interesting that you would make that 
assumption. But I mean, like, I mean, it's fair enough, but not something I would ever agree with. It's like, yeah, I get it. I do. But I don't think there's necessarily a perfect answer there. You know, it's it's exactly what you're saying where it's like, that's an important race that should be there versus you just showed a guy dying and you're yep. celebrating the sport thing. I totally get that. But um, Walton's Glen this weekend. And yes, I said it right. <laughs> Walton's. Walton's Glen. Shut up. Watkins Glen this weekend. Walton's Glen. All right. We both already know who we're picking. All right. Who are you picking? I got to pick Chase Elliott. You, I ain't got much of a choice. Yeah. Chase Elliott's a good pick on your part. I, I was my my gambit last week I was talking about was Kyle Busch or Chase Elliott. Yeah. And Chase Elliott did really good. And you're probably gonna beat me this week unless something in unforeseen happens. Yeah, when Chase Elliott gets spun out going to turn one. Let me check one more time, but I really think I know who I want. But I don't want to say it because that'll lock it in, won't it? Um Bubble what no I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean yeah, he's a guy that you okay, can pick yeah. on any AJ Allmendinger. Yeah, that's a good one. You can pick, I mean, Bubba, I like how there's like, like we look for, we have this type of track, we have like drivers that we pick from. Like like on any road course, you can pick Chase Elliott, and he's probably going to do fine. For most of them, you can pick AJ Allmendinger, and then it's like Super Speedway, Bubba Wallace, or Ryan Blaney, or somebody that's very good at Super Speedways. You know, we were single-handedly saved by the fact that we had a lot of international talent in the series this year. Because if it wasn't for Shane Van Gisbergen and who else did we pick this year that was not a regular? Kimi Raikkonen was another one we picked. Yeah. But it's like without those guys in there, I know that's only a couple drivers, but we really don't have anyone else. (laughs) If we would have had to pick actual drivers for those races, we'd be... uh, I'd be specifically in trouble. <laughs> we have one more pick until the playoffs start. Do you remember how our playoff rules go? No, but we need to refresh on that. Because okay. I feel like we, we had some long-running pick formats. Yeah. Like, I remember we picked who our our top four would be. Yes. Like, way in advance. So, next week, be ready to pick your final four. Is that how we're doing it? Yes. Because I feel like we should do it we exactly do, how we did it last year. Um, I'm 90% sure this is how it was. We pick a Final Four at the beginning of the playoffs. That Final Four, for each driver that gets in, you get 50 points. Yeah, because I remember I got three in. Yeah, yeah. that was detrimental. <laughs> Action's detrimental to RSO picks. <laughs> um, the way that the, playo- the playoffs work for us is all points are double points. All races are double points. Yeah. See, it's almost like us making this up on a weekly basis last year might have side effects when doing it again. <laughs> no, we're doing it again. So, <laughs> double points for the races. That means a win is 90 points. If you win and I finish in last, you are now... <laughs> right on your tail. Like, 40 points behind me. Yep. No, like... Yeah, like 40 points behind me. So, at the beginning of each round, so let's say after Daytona... We will pick the four drivers we think will be eliminated. Correct. For each of those drivers that we get correct, it is 35 points. <laughs> Let's go. I don't know why, but last year at the playoffs, I smoked it, and you had terrible luck. It was so bad. Like, I, 
it was comedic how much I was beating <laughs> you throughout the year. We were trying to give you gimmies and all kinds of stuff throughout the year to give you a better points advantage. We took a a bet on Ross Chastain that I definitely yep. had the short end on. Well, you had made you had made the statement, and I said, "I you want to bet on it?" And you said, "Sure," and we did. Because I, I wasn't scared of you at the time. And Ross Chastain <laughs> came through in the clutch. The hail the hail melon won me. Basically won me the RSO picks format. But anyways. Um and picking Joey Logano in the championship race. But yeah. Every round we will pick the four drivers that will be eliminated. And then we also pick a champion when we get to Phoenix. But I cannot remember the points for that one. If we kept it at thirty five or I'll double check that. But Turnpike, be ready with those answers. We'll do it. Let me see if I can. I'm looking at the 22 spreadsheet right now. Which, by the way, let's go ahead and look at it. the final points. The final point standings were Turnpike, 1642, Green, 1604. Yeah, it was close. For reference, we're at 700 points now. Yeah. So the regular season barely matters. <laughs> yep. More than half of our points will be scored in the next three months. <laughs> but um, from what I can tell, who won the championship last year, like, driver-wise? Joey Logano. Did he? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, it's forgettable. <laughs> Chase Elliott. So neither won. one of us got that one, so I don't know how many points that one was. Wait, what do you mean none of us got? Oh, like... You picked Tyler Reddick, and I picked Chase Elliott. For the championship? Or no, I picked Tyler Reddick. You you picked, yeah. For the championship. And then that was the big thing, because oh, oh, Tyler Reddick so got we didn't eliminated pick, We didn't pick a championship pick after the round of eight. It was our pick from... The beginning. <laughs> okay. That's even funnier. <laughs> okay. Uh, dang. And I'm going to say that's worth 100 points. That's got. I mean, honestly, might or seventy five. I was thinking more. Okay, a hundred points. Yeah. No, we'll figure it out. We'll so, si we'll sit down and get it ironed out, <laughs> concrete. So, but yeah, um, just the <laughs> my final four pick was pretty funny last year. Do you want to hear what my final four last Dude, year? Our were? final fours were hilarious. <sighs> my final four was Tyler Reddick. Wrong. Got out in the first round. Yep. Kyle Larson Wrong. got out in the second round, I believe. Ryan Blaney Wrong. got out in the third round. And Kevin Harvick Wrong. got out in the third round. Tell my final four. Chase Elliott. Ka-ching. Yes. <laughs> Joey Logano. Ka-ching. Ross Chastain. Ka-ching. Denny Hamlin. No. Who, knocked, who Ross knocked out. That was 150 points. If, you, if we didn't pick. Yeah. If I wouldn't have picked I won. those. Yeah. Because it was only a 40-point gap. So, yeah, this is going to be a problem. But <laughs> the great, the funny thing was, or the fun thing about like the round of eight picks, where we were having to choose whether to pick against our earlier picks with round of eight, because we're voting who gets eliminated, which means we're also voting for who gets in. And we could either double down on our picks on the final four or we could take it easy and get points either way you know but um that is how stuff shaped out last year 
And that's what we're going to go with. 100 points if you pick the champion. 50 points for every driver you get right in the final four. And then every every round we pick four drivers. 35 to each one. That actually gets eliminated. Well, let's go. So that is our rules stated on the show before we start fighting about what the rules are in a couple weeks. I'm sure we'll make up some other stuff as we go through. I'm sure we Somebody's going to start pissing people off. We're going to be like, hey, you want to bet if he makes it? I'll, I want to see how close we get to the actual points we had. Because we didn't do a wager this year like we did with Ross, yeah. but we also didn't pick Indy 500 points last year. Yeah. Well, also, we did, how many did we get? That was only like 30 points or something like that. Huh? That wasn't a ton that of The wager points. was 20 points. The wager was 20? So I think we'll be slightly ahead okay. if we pick as good as we did last year. Yeah, okay. We'll see. So. We'll see how it goes. Worst case scenario, you've tied up RSO picks at 1-1. Yeah. So, there's some weeks right up like, I'm not even going to bother trying. I'm going to be honest. If we didn't do the show, I think I'd still want to do this. Yeah, I <laughs> like, would this is just fun. I would have been done six weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, it adds a layer to when you're watching the race and you've got, like, a pick going because you're always, like, constantly tuned in to, like, where they're at, what they're doing. Yeah, it is fun. And then Kyle Busch cooks it going into that turn and goes from 5th to 33rd. And Our like, pick Man. sheet looks like an American flag where we pick the drivers. We're because instead of like clearing out all the red blocks over the drivers we use, I just start using blue ones. <laughs> yep. We're patriotic, son. All right. We got anything else? Nah, we'll talk about it next week if we do. I like Watkins Glen. Watkins Glen is a favorite track of mine. Of course, I'm always a road course man myself, but I'm just glad we don't do the boot. Yeah, I don't know the boot. I'd like to see it one time just to see it. I'd like to give the boot the boot. Oof. To me, that takes away a passing zone. I mean, there's only like four there, so yeah. <laughs> Let's Premium. make it three. Enough. Premium. <laughs> all right, folks. That has been another episode of the world's worst NASCAR podcast. Uh, be sure to follow us on all of our socials, and hopefully I'm just going to make one of those link tree things that has all of them and put it on our Twitter. Hey, that'd be nice. Because that would be way smarter. At uh, Right Sides Only Pod, I think. Nope, Right, Sides, right pod. Sides Pod. We need to... <laughs> We've got eight <laughs> different names for everything. Instagram is Right Sides Only, yep. as if we post there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm RSO underscore green on Twitter. Yep. Dylan Green NC on Instagram. Yep. You are... Turnpike underscore. On Twitter, yes. Yep. So... Is there anything else we have? Spotify at right side. <laughs> <laughs> have y'all found that one yet? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We're also oh. on Apple Podcast. Yeah. Podcast. 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 All right, folks. We're getting out of here. Tune in next week where me and Dylan will have a verbal confrontation about the existence of the Falkland Islands and whether or not they belong to Argentina. Modifieds belong in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs>